0: to you direct from Bris Vegas, Australia. We are four music fans who have agreed to disagree on just about everything in popular music. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords, your humble host, and a real-life Meatloaf fan. I'm joined by my three bats out of hell, Lord Brett, your own Kenny G, and your long-haired lover from Coochie Mudlow, Lord Al, the Enigma, he loves the obscure but won't deny the heavy metal youth in his closet. And Lord Kev, still keeping up that fake Irish accent, if only to deride anything that ever sold more than five copies.
1: Lords of Loud.
0: And welcome back to the Lords of Loud. Yeah. Thank Come you back. very much for joining us Thank you. for episode 88 of the Lords of Loud. That's 88. Too fat. Oh, no, hang <laughs> hang <laughs>
2: And we're live. Can't say that anymore. And <laughs> we're <laughs> live. We're <laughs> back in the room.
0: We are live. We're back in the we're room. F- freed yes. from
2: what we've been. Let's live it up for the moment,
0: freed from all kinds of quarantine and uh, COVIDness. So good to see you guys back in person. Um, Alan is wearing a full body condom, though he's mm. very cautious.
3: I'm still wearing a mask under the condom as well. (laughs) Got to be,
0: got to be cautious. (laughs) Very good. All right. Well, on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking. We're going to be revisiting our uh, great uh, drum tracks. I Think we did that a few episodes back. Uh it was hugely successful, so we're gonna ah, revisit that. on the steel. Mm. It's gonna flog that horse to death. Uh sorry for all those Peter fans out there. Um <laughs> 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 Peter fans. You
4: know, for, for flogging. Yeah, fans a, who a, are Peter members, horse, you know, P E T A. Yeah. Oh right. right. Okay. Come on, come on! Quick,
2: wow. quick stay with us. On. On. No, stay I was lost as well. Sorry, yeah, yeah. you threw yeah, me. Thinking Peter,
3: right. maybe of a horse. He threw me, like right? Any story anyway. or something? Or? Let's get on with it. <laughs> okay. and
2: skip straight
0: to album of the week. And Lord Kev, I believe you've got album of the week.
2: I do, and it's a bombshell. This is a oh, wow. This is the bombshell album. Not um, a corker. Because I've gone into Ben's wheelhouse. A bel- I think. It's a belter. Um, oh. And um, I've picked up Crosby, Stills and Nash. Oh, oh of, wow! Yeah, out of i'm I'm as surprised as m d l quite frankly c s n right we, in the wheelhouse um, we've um yeah we've talked to a few times about how um doing this wee podcast thing allows us to explore other things and i guess it's just left me wide open and <laughs> and and, um, <laughs> and gagging for a bit of um <laughs> late sixties crooning mm. um and yeah as as i say surprised more than anyone else um This all came from TV, I don't want you to think that you influenced (laughs) me me at all. (laughs) It was a great Netflix documentary, TV, I trust implicitly, and um, this had more to do with um, the Mamas and the Papas, who I love, and the Birds, who I love, and um, a little bit of um, Buffalo Springfield, and I thought I'll check him out, I had a wee bit of a listen, and that led on to, yeah, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and... um, even Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. I kind of went back to this first album and I really liked it and it became talk- my Do the Dishes album. Kevin, are you
0: talking about the documentary Echo in the Canyon? That's the
2: one, yes. That's yeah, it. it's a great documentary.
0: Yes. Um, anyone Encourage anyone to get out and have a look at that. It uh, talks about the canyon scene in, in LA, well, in California. Uh, where all those artists that Kev just mentioned hang out. Uh, yeah, really good documentary.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was I a was, I was sucker for it. And um, I loved the band that he put together and, you know, did a kind of a tribute um, and, and covers of all those songs and mm. really brought some of those mamas and Papas uh, uh, songs back to life as well. But as I say, I ended up listening to this in the kitchen, singing away, uh, doing the dishes. And night after night, I had to hear um, H- uh, Helplessly Hoping, yes, um, which... Uh, was also featured in a movie and so it was kind of i was i was uh, led into it by a movie called annihilation and um uh, it was beautifully used in that movie and when i heard it performed by these guys i just started listening more and more and um yeah settled on this one Um, their 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 debut um album i guess a breakaway from the other bands and uh I was hoping maybe Ben could tell me a bit more, or, or maybe even Brett ab- about who this was about. You don't have to cry. Seems to be about a, a bit of a a band-based scenario. She talks about someone, uh, uh, leaving in managers and meeting rooms and all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah,
0: I, d- I don't know the particular story about this one. Um, great song, great song mm. that album. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't un- know the full details of who it was written about. But um, yeah, so we're gonna hear. You don't have to cry by Crosby Stills Nash off their debut album
1: In the morning. And where you've got to be at noon You are living a reality I left years ago, it quite nearly killed me In the long run, it will make you cry Make you crazy
0: yes yeah, beautiful song
4: now uh, and that would be Stephen Stills on, on that acoustic playing yes, those yep. lovely harmonics there yeah, yeah yeah. This it's a real uh, headphone song isn't it because you get that mm. lovely separation you get that little acoustic happening up there oh yeah <laughs>
2: i tell you what something very strange happened in my earphones tonight and I was only listening to the acoustic guitar I oh. could barely hear the vocals just oh, as really? that came through that it's very weird. odd yeah. <laughs> um, the rest of it sounded like it had a lot of tremolo on it, it was just underwater <laughs> somewhere <laughs> And there I can hear Brett now. Well, wow, there you go. Just as um, as uh, Lord Breath. F- <laughs> a bit with of these knobs. That doing a bit of
0: live engineering here, trying oh, to, yeah, trying do that to again. Up, I can um, Actually, hear you coming yeah, through. Okay. Trying to sort out. Uh, I think I'm just here in the room at the moment. of anyway. sound. But yeah, I know Graham Nash went on to having a, a relationship with Joni Mitchell, who's another one who was part of that um, Laurel Canyon scene. Um, but I think that was a bit early for that, so I don't think that was written about. Um, uh, there. So we have to, yeah, we uh, yeah if we find out what the story was there. That's a yeah, very good, but great choice for, yeah,
2: fantastic album and, and again. Thanks to the Lords, obviously, because I mean, it sort of teed me up to explore this a bit, and um, yeah, as 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 uh, as as my wife would tell you, i be driving her crazy and constantly putting this stuff on in the house. Mm. At the
0: Judy Blue Eyes, sweet off that album, is just fantastic.
2: Yeah, another big favorite with the kids as well. Yeah,
4: so that's great. a bonus. And, uh, and screw you all, because if I bought up an album from the late 60s, you guys would roll your eyes and go, oh,
2: nothing modern <laughs> from Bread again.
4: That's because it's unusual for Kev. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a novelty. Yeah. <laughs> it's unusual for me to play something you like. <laughs> exactly. That <laughs> is a bit of a fuss. Let alone heard and, of. Yeah. You know. And it was popular. <clears throat>
1: Very
0: good. All right, so who wants to kick us off with another one of their favourite uh, drum tracks? Now, how are we defining this? Is I know last time we talked about you know, the drums sort of driving the track and we talked about some sort of virtuoso parts, you know, in the drumming, different things. Mm-hmm. So, Lord
4: Brett, I believe you'd like to kick us off here with something. Now, now you guys know I like to swing, right? Oh, yeah. And you know I can swing both ways.
2: I've seen your webcam.
4: So, <laughs> it's not just both ways. So, I think I think uh, in, the, in the previous drum episode we were talking about someone like Ringo, who's a real feel player, And it's not just filling up every uh, nook and cranny with a beat. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So this time I've swung the other way. uh, And so I've chosen drummers who are really uh, in the mix, up nice and loud and filling every spot. So let's start with uh, The Police, um, Stuart Copeland, the drummer there. Uh, This is their debut album, Outlander's Dear More. And the very first song next to you, and I think... This is, you know, these guys were punk, supposedly punk back at that, at that point, um, and, but it's still a very busy uh, uh, busy drummer for punk. Let's have a listen to this.
3: Interestingly, Sting sounds a little bit like a, an early Robert Palmer there. Well, okay, because uh, I don't know why, but I decided to revisit Robert Palmer. Um, there you go. Sorry, did you, say,
0: did you say Mrs.
4: Palmer or? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: she always gets a visit. Um, <laughs> no, this is Robert Palmer.
4: Well, that's, that's interesting because <laughs> the the interesting uh, uh, when Sting brought this to the band, it it's a love song,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and. And the other guy said, "Well, no, no, no. We're we're this punk, angry band. So when you listen to it, he's he's singing angry, but it's actually a love song. Mm-hmm. And the other guys are playing loud and furious and choppy and 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 punky. Or yep. well, again, Stuart Copeland just too deft really to be a, a a punk musician. He's just got some lovely little fills there, and and any fill he does is really quite complicated. Um, but it's interesting again. Yeah, it's it's supposedly a
2: love song, but no, it's it's full of." <clears throat> Yeah. Maybe that's how they do it. Hey, <laughs> I'd love the tom work as well. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. just like bouncing in and out of those those beats. He's also mm. sort of preempting that sort of African offbeat stuff that he's he doing. He, sh- he really should have just later. been in
0: like a some sort of jazz fusion band. Oh yeah, like yeah, he just, yeah. <laughs> he just was beyond a, a sort of a three piece pop mm. pop rock band. Mm. You know, rock. I rock think band.
2: that was the genius of what he did, though. Was like, oh sure, like, yeah, like, and, you know, and
0: obviously the police benefited from. Him. I'm just saying, mm. you know, for his own. <laughs> I feel like at times he's 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 almost had to try to prove himself beyond like you know that he was more than just a rock yeah. drummer like yeah, you know so yeah. I think I feel like he when you see interviews with him he's uh, I get the impression that he he'd like to be referred yeah he 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 feels like he should have been acknowledged as more than just a yeah a rock drummer no, despite the brilliant work he did in
2: those songs and I think like in but I think the community is you know sure in the drum yeah. community
4: but I think anyone who who had to stand next to Sting, who just took the <laughs> took the light oh, yeah. upon himself, and you know he's got a bit of an ego. Um, you know, Sting put himself right out there at the front, and the other guys madly in the background saying, "No, no, no, we're a three-piece." Mm. And, and and you know, I think there's a reason why he's recognised by the drum community, absolutely, because they know they know that he's actually a, a, a major part of that band. Mm. Unfortunately for the fans, they'd be going, oh, "Well, no, they're Sting, and you know those guys in the background." I yeah. Yep. Oh, but the I interesting thing yeah. too is that, that Sting obviously loved that sort of stuff because later on Sting goes to and employs Omar Hakim sure. to play in the band because again you know they're almost he and he and Stewart almost cut from the same cloth of being being a really beautiful, quick, fast jazz influenced sort of drummer. It's quite mm. quite lovely.
2: I okay. think the best thing he did was to stop there being one more jazz fusion band. <laughs> <employment> <laughs> and Absolutely, his greatest service to <laughs> yeah. to music. Is right it. there. The worthy sacrifice. All <laughs> well right, Kev, give us one. What do you got? First? Oh, geez. Um Let me uh, quickly remind myself. I think um, I'll take the cue off of uh, Brett and go with the Stone Roses. Um, I've held back on going with Rennie so far. Um, uh, I've picked Waterfall. Um, I love um, his little offbeat um, snare on this. The, the 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 track as a whole is just phenomenal. Um, the drum track o- as a whole. And, um, yeah, it, he was so young when he, when he played this on a four-piece kit. There's great footage of a reunion um, get-together of the Stone Roses um, from a doco they made where he plays this in a massive big kit. He's still working the four drums, you know, <laughs> in the middle, doing backing vocals while he does it wow. after, you know, 20-years hiatus or whatever it was. Yeah. And such a funky drummer. And basically in- invented that baggy sound, you know, single-handedly. in that Manchester scene so um, we'll have a listen to Waterfall, Stone Roses. maybe get get into the bridge a little bit to hear what he what he's doing there some of the films and things but um uh yeah it's well worth if if you don't know it already and you probably do um mm-hmm. well worth them um, reminding yourself uh, just what a great drummer he was throughout that entire um their entire career but um songs like that and um you know plenty of others
0: mm. nice, very good well, I might jump in here. Um, and this one is just a, a really straightforward drum beat, but it really does just set this song up. And, and we talked about driving songs forward. This is just, it's just a real backbone to this particular song. And this is um, Credence Clearwater Revival with uh, Fortunate Son. Couldn't be a more straightforward, but 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 it's such a big part of yeah. Yeah. It's such a big driving factor in that in that song, Mm.
4: and also that lovely live sound too. Where you know I'm not a big fan of the let's let's get that snare to sound identical each time, Mm. where Mm. it sounds like a computer. No, this is a real. You you can hear the guy sitting there in the kit, yeah, just just playing away. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, Al, what do you got for us?
4: Well, off the
3: back of that. This is oh. something that is a mix of something that's been a little bit processed and a little bit live. So this is a Radiohead with Airbag. It's uh like in terms of all the other instrumentation, it's reasonably sparse or indistinct, and between the the drums and the vocals, you know, that's the thing that propels it along. But the uh, the intro for that, um, apparently, like when I listen to it on headphones, I can hear that uh there's an extra drum loop that comes in on like the left. Left headphone. Okay. Because um, what they did was, in the studio, they took... Uh, who's a drummer? Phil Selway. That's him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they, they, they took some of uh, the other stuff they had done in that song and then chopped it up a bit and chucked it all wow. at the start. So it sounds a bit rough and a bit chaotic and mm. a bit of a jumble, and that was intentional. Uh, but I think, I think for the rest of the song, it's pretty much live you know, live drums mm, as it's played, mm. but that bit, they cut it all up wow. and stitched it back together and it was because they were influenced by one of my favourites, DJ Shadow, whose debut album came out a few months prior to them going right. in the studio and that was actually one of their inspirations for, for doing that. So, Very cool. Which is, yeah. Excellent.
4: All right, Brett, we're back to you. Back to me. Now, uh, uh, I'm going to pick a, 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 a favourite of Kev's and mine. This is Prince. Uh, from the Love Sexy album in 1988. Now, annoyingly on Spotify, uh, this is the entire album is one song, 45 minutes long. Uh, so there's no easy way to do it. So you're gonna need to to move ahead to 21 minutes 20. Wanker. Hey, he was an artist, mate.
2: Now, no, I'm th- talking th- about you.
4: This this whole uh, this whole album is a bit of a is a bit of a mind but have a listen to the drummer in this. I won't tell you who the drummer is until we've listened to it. This is a song called Dance On. Um, now, the drum. Not, 20, what was it? 20 minutes? 2120.
3: <laughs> Actually, No Prince is a bit of a wanker, too.
4: Um, Kev, okay, can you sort that out later? Well, look, can you deny it? <laughs> One massive track. Is that not wanky? Well, it's, it's yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, have a listen to the drums and tell me. Like, it, it's, it's playing a part, but it really is almost the only part in this song. It's really wild. Let's just listen to uh, Dance On.
1: Ow! Pick it up. There's a bass guitar. grenade
4: Choice. that is awesome so it's, but, but so it's a bit wanky jazz there so but, but answer that one but when you really think about it it is just it, it, it's like the only instruments are the drummer and the, the vocals yes mm. there's some vamping of chords in the background but that's all it is it's just mm. him that's Sheila Ree. that's Sheila Ree playing I was going to say is that, that, that yeah because okay. she sings backing vocals as well in that song I mean that that that's just awesome and and um, and what I love about drummer sometimes is that sense of humour because there's one little one little break she does where she just goes, S-s-s-s-s-s-s. you know, it's like, so everywhere else she's just doing fucking everything. And then one point <laughs> she goes, S-s-s-s-s. and I just think that's just so funny. But I love that. I love that. It's just, it's it's off kilter and it mm. almost stumbles back onto itself again. And then, but it, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so what album was that off? That's Love Sexy. And when was mm. that coming out? 1988. Oh, okay. Hmm.
3: Is yeah, it's a big, is favorite? It great film? choice. No, no, I was just thinking, um, like, a, because it was reminding me a bit of, like, drum and bass. Which you know came a few years later, mm. mm-hmm. um, at least in terms of popularity. So mm. yeah,
2: mm. yeah. Awesome. I think the the single Alphabet Street was a bit like that as well. It was yeah, an yeah. Incredible, hugely busy but tight. Mm. You know, oh. uh, drum track mm. that was underneath the, that a lot yeah. more instrumentation. That's a sparse, but yeah, yeah. Good choice. I forgot all about that one. Give me a tight drum mm. track, any day,
4: mate.
2: I <laughs> did <laughs> <laughs> a tight drum track for you. Oh. Um, but it's also kind of goes back to what um, uh, yeah, you were saying before about you know that that um, live drum sound. And this is Luscious Jackson. Um, there's a song called Here. Um, I hope we can get into the bridge of this, um, Brett. I'm not sure if we can maybe skip 30, 45 seconds in. and. Uh, if you ask me, I might be
0: able to do it. <laughs> That's right. You, oh, sorry. It? you can ask Brett. I film. do have my... <laughs> After three years of
2: doing this, I'm slowly... <laughs> <laughs> everyone's blending into what. One. We'll so, where do you need to be, mate, on this and one? I think about 30 seconds and should give us enough um, of a flavour of the funky verse and just a great breakdown. Right. Breakdown. Breakdown. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> Something like Steve Brill. 30 seconds. Here. Yeah. Well, could be.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Gem from the, the decade that Ooh. no one ever forgets. <laughs> um, I just love that um yeah that girl sound and um yeah the cowbell. Just yeah, the cowbell, <coughs> oh <coughs> yeah. Mm. And uh you know it's the, the the track itself, just more sixteens, but uh, the verse itself, sorry, but um that breakdown's just a lot of fun and um very funky tune.
0: Yeah. Alright, very good. Well we've gotta have some prog, so yes. <laughs> Um, (laughs) It's been way too long. So I've gone with one of the great prog drummers with uh, Mr. Phil Collins, who unfortunately can't play drums anymore due to his uh, various illnesses. But um, this is off Genesis' second album, uh, Foxtrot, and this is the song The Knife. Love that! It's almost like a galloping horse oh, yeah, yeah. kind of uh, a yeah, yeah. vibe on that. It's like it's somebody chasing something. manages to invoke that just purely through that sort of the drum beat
4: there. So yeah, it's really cool. And any and anyone any drummer in a prog band has got to deal with long suffering lyrics yeah. and <laughs> time changes Sorry. and you know genre changes in the middle mm-hmm. of a song. That's it. And every song is twenty minutes. So yeah. We, it's, it's probably chasing the end of the song. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> let's, let's speed it up, guys.
3: <laughs>
2: That's right. Yes. Good oh, work. All right. Yeah. Uh, well,
3: um, uh, my my final one is uh, a favorite of you guys, uh, oh. band, the band's Carcass. Oh, of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to bring up some
3: Carcass. Uh, yeah. oh. it has been folk. too long. Yeah. Break out your medical dictionaries. Um, this is Corporal Jigsaw Quandary. Of course. So, think about that title: C- Corporal Jigsaw Quandary. So, corporal meaning body in this instance, jigsaw, as in the puzzle, quandary. So, it's about reassembling a body. A body.
4: Very good.
0: That's quite
3: tricky. Very light. Mm.
4: A lullaby, right? Oh yeah.
2: You think that's tricky? Body it's just a oh, We've had many cases in this environment where a body has been
1: found in pieces or decomposed and we've been able to put things together and a he-
4: he- upper part of the body very badly decomposed state of it
3: The thing you won't get to hear the, uh, the lyrics.
0: What's but, all about the drums oh, though? Yeah, wow, and yeah,
3: no, but the uh, if you did hear the lyrics, um, uh, it was yeah, basically what I described in the title, but uh, also with they did they did consult medical dictionaries a lot, like nurses' dictionaries and you know, whatever. So there's a, a lot of terms and then you read it, and it's like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, um, interestingly, at the time, uh, most of the band was vegetarian.
0: Oh, so this oh, came out in 1991. So, there you go. Yeah. So not cannibals. Okay. No.
3: So <laughs> So <laughs> if, you look, if you're looking for a genre, you'd call it gore grind.
2: Gore, gore grind. grind. Nice. Always so so looking they, for a genre. Alan. That's right.
4: <laughs> so grind. So the, so grind is a subgenre of metal. Mm. And then gore, because you can have other grind.
3: Right. You're asking the wrong guy, really. I don't. No. <laughs> I can't go too far down that rabbit hole. I just know that sure. you know you would call this gore grind gore because of the content, grind I guess because of the style of music. So mm. you're wow. familiar with grinder? They're down tuned. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> that's,
4: only that's something. Not only were they right? vegetarian. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah, uh, double double bass drum or double yes. bass drum pedal.
3: Uh, well, if you're going to do it properly. It would probably be two, two kick drums. Two kick yeah. drums. Right. Mm. Um, but but the, uh, or, so the reason or I a inc- third leg or a third leg, <laughs> yes. But, but but the the <laughs> the, the reason I included that one, it was like it was a classic. At the time, it was. Um, they certainly weren't the like Ken Owens, the drummer. He wasn't the first drummer to ever copy a guitar riff uh, with you know kick pedals mm. and whatever. But that was like a perfect example doing it so cool yeah
0: and again just so technically precise oh, well, it has to be metal bands isn't yeah. like it's just that's the thing it's it has to be or it's a mess right yeah, it has yeah. To be or yeah. it's an absolute yeah. mess
3: yeah. yeah you can't uh incredible you can't stuff that one up mm. you can't do your jazz on it that's for sure so.
0: <laughs> very good all right we might leave that one there some great drum uh drum tracks there Encourage everybody to get onto our Spotify page, which we've just... If you can, find us on the profile there, Lords Mm -hmm. of Loud. Click on the profile and check out the full playlists for all those tracks um, and have a really good listen there. I may Uh, not put
3: the Prince one on there. It seems a bit of a stretch. Come (laughs) on, Come on. Live a little. Live a little.
0: (laughs) Uh, But apart from that, of course, get onto our socials, leave a comment, tell us some of your favourite drum tracks, go to lordsaloud.com, buy yourself some great merch on there as well. Um, But above all of that, please see us next time on the Lords of Loud. Lords of Loud is recorded at Zip Studios and proudly distributed as part of the Zenith Command Network.